0: Of Michigan riveted to a rookie running back who's got cat class and got cat style. Has LA signed a six million dollar man? And what does Philly's defense have to do to get out of the doghouse? Stay tuned because the USFL's coming at you. Michigan, the Panthers are on the prowl and shaking up the Silverdome. From Anthony Carter to John Corker to Bobby Abair, the Panthers are making a name for themselves. now turn their focus to the Chicago Blitz and fearsome John Corker has quarterback Greg Landry on the lookout for the league's best sack attack. The USFL's leading passer is picked up by Oliver Davis breaking a streak of 103 throws without an enemy catch. Though Michigan is only 2-4 and four, this could get them back in the race and all signs indicate that the young Panthers are getting the message how to win quarterback Bobby Bear seems to be getting better each week, and Don Eccles puts him in range to get on the board. Yugoslavia Novo Bjovic makes it count, and the Panthers seem to be showing some confidence. The 22-year-old Bear, meanwhile, is showing some poise and looks undaunted against the league's best pass defense running back Cleo Miller injured, bear is turning to John Williams, who's rushed for a total of minus one yard in six games. Williams' first pro touchdown gives the Panthers a four-point lead in the third quarter and has their sights set on one of the season's biggest upsets. But all John Corker has his sights set on is Greg Landry. 36-year-old Landry has been down before, but the Panthers' sack king downs him again. One crowd pleaser gives way to another. Number one, Anthony Carter. Michigan's high-priced rookie receiver has been quieted by double coverage, but even 11 men have to struggle to stop him here. The Panthers have been playing it pretty straightforward, but the Blitzbrain trust is baffled by yet another trap play. This time it's Ken Lacey for the six, and Chicago coach George Allen seems perplexed by Michigan's muscle. Still, Greg Landry hasn't given up the tussle. Michigan's Jim Stanley has seen five-point leads disappear quicker than you can say. Wayman Buns. It seems the time has come for the favorites to take over. But somehow Robert Pennywell banks a game saver, and Michigan walks off a big winner. But in case you missed it, John Williams is a game's name to remember. A 22 year old rookie from the University of Wisconsin, Williams once helped win key Big Ten games against both Michigan and Ohio State. Badger fans came to expect the extraordinary from their bread and butter back, and Williams was truly number one in Wisconsin. With the Panthers, Williams carried the ball only five times in six games, before exploding against Chicago. Chicago. 14th round draft choice picked up 133 yards on 19 carries. And the man from Muskegon is flying high. Another local boy makes good story is that of the singing stallion. Sweet home Alabama Well the skies are so blue Mike Rains, Birmingham's standout defensive tackle, cut this record while winding down a long Canadian football league career. And now he's fulfilling his lifelong dream of playing back home. I've been in Canada eight years, and and I have a lot of friends there. I guess that's my second home, but uh, Alabama will always be my first. Well, I heard Neil Young sing about her. The 30-year-old Reigns is a native of Montgomery and was once an All-American at Alabama. And he's one of many players grateful to the USFL Five Washington Federals take on the Herschel Walkers. Uh, That is, the one in five New Jersey generals. Moody thwarts Gillum's dream, but there's still time for one last run at it. Craig James builds a drama, and into the thick of it steps Ken Olson, whose 33 yard try will either win it or lose it. It'll go down as a New Jersey win and the second straight one point loss for Joe Gillum and the feds. The Denver Gold specializes in just such last minute dramatics but they're off and rolling right from the start in Birmingham. Against the home stallions, Denver quarterback Ken Johnson goes on a roll of his own, then looks to Bo Matthews, who gets a chance to celebrate a return to his home state. Has made a habit of throwing a little sparkle into its conversion attempts. Here, a one-point try turns into a try for two, but goes for naught. Birmingham's Reggie Collier gives his receivers time to get open, and Daryl Mason gives his blockers time to clear a hole. Earl Gant goes in for the score, and early in the second quarter, the Stallions take a 7-6 lead. It's the stallion's strength against a Gold's medal, and neither team is giving an inch. Birmingham hangs on to its one-point lead, but Denver's Brian Spielman tries for a game-winner. The 55-yard try is short, but the yellow flag means Spielman gets to try it again. This time from 50 yards, with only six seconds left. Good as gold. And Denver carries home a miraculous 9-7 win. This is me, Majors. They're still hey, look who's hawking tickets in Los Angeles. L.A.'s new part owner has something in common with Tampa Bay Bandits part owner, Bert Reynolds. I think Bert uh, is kind of like me. Bert's an old frustrated uh, uh, football player. We both found out it takes four things to play professional football. And I think we each lacked uh, three of them. Size, speed, and courage. (laughs) Well, the thing they do have is the wisdom to stay on the sidelines. So Lee and Bert stick to cheering as their teams prepare for another night at the office. Is the foreman against LA, and Tampa's well oiled production line looks to be at peak efficiency. Danny Bugs' 62 yards in the air and Sam Platt's 107 yards on the ground are keeping the customers satisfied. But gradually, the showroom is taken over by the officials who call 23 penalties on the night. In all, the Zebras mark off 210 yards. In between whistles, Reeves is facing the league's second juice offense, and L.A.'s Mike Fox, a one-time minor league infielder, is making the most of his first pro football start. For Reeves, the thought of Mike Fox becomes a recurrent nightmare. Three times in all, the express safety outfoxes the banded quarterback both offenses grounded, L.A. quarterback Mike Ray gives way to Tom Ramsey on a critical third down play. Ramsey, who usually plays the whole second half, fumbles away the honor, and now first half for Mike Ray gets to go the rest of the way. Ray seems to be enjoying his stay and goes about protecting a three-point fourth quarter lead. Six of his 13 completions go to Ricky Ellis. Then from the one... He hands it to John Barnett. The Express has its first rushing touchdown ever and its fourth win of the year. But for Bandits coach Steve Spurrier, an even bigger loss in the game is the loss of John Reeves. The former University of Florida All-American has become a local hero again by leading Tampa Bay into first place. Reeves, whose comeback is one of the league's more remarkable stories, can't escape the wrath of a swarming L.A. defense. Spurrier's field leader has broken his wrist in two places, and John Reeves will be out for most of the season. Backup Jimmy Jordan from Florida State now steps in, trying to hang on to the Bandits' one-game lead in the Central Division. moment for the gathering crowds of Arizona whose three and three Wranglers turn Sun Devil Stadium into a Wild West show. Even a routine punt becomes tough to corral, and the Boston Breakers trigger a series of Wrangler disasters. Lockett's recovery keys an early 10-point lead, and the Wranglers are getting themselves in deeper and deeper. Joey Restick's interception is one of five Arizona turnovers, and the opportunistic visitors keep helping themselves. Richard Crump is rumbling toward his third 100-yard day, and a jump to third place among the league's leading rushers. Meanwhile, nearly four of every five passes are being completed by quarterback John Walton. And when Tony Davis adds himself to the list of Boston game breakers, the Wranglers seem to be outnumbered. Arizona's Alan Risher is always ready to rustle up a rally, though, and the league's best comeback team is at it again. Jackie Flowers has his ninth TD, and scrambling, rambling Risher is finding his second-half groove. State's Calvin Murray gets the final yard of the Wrangler Drive, and Boston's 16-point lead has been cut in half. But the Breakers' Dick Corey, a Dick Meal disciple, has a few more tricks up his sleeve. (laughs) Razzle Dazzle gives way to raw power, and one of Dick Crump's three touchdowns on the day inspires a novel extra point try. No points for a drop ball, though, and Doug Shively's Wranglers are dropping everything in sight. It turns into a 44-23 Boston run in front of a disheartened Arizona crowd. Sure to lift your spirits is this week's winner of an unprecedented second Toe of the Week award. It's Boston's Tim Vizetti, a can't miss performer who thinks this may be that championship season. Regardless of, quote unquote, the lack of big name and the lack of talent, I want this team to go all the way. I've been so close to Atlanta in 1980 going to go in the Super Bowl. And I tell you what, we had a great team in 1980 in Atlanta. He still doesn't come close to this one. Well, coming close is not good enough for Mazzetti, who's been perfect on 17 extra point tries and leads the league in scoring with eight points a game. Mazzetti's three field goals against Arizona, including a 50-yarder, make it 12 straight three-point strikes. The lightning strikes the Oakland Invaders in the form of league-leading rusher Kelvin Bryant, who can make Philadelphia quarterback Chuck Bucina's job an easy one. Every pitch is a potential home run with the rookie from North Carolina. And free swinging Calvin turns what looks like a sure out into extra bases. gains 99 yards in the second quarter alone, and this 37-yarder gives the Stars a 10-0 lead. Still, John Ralston has complete confidence in Oakland quarterback Fred Basana, the league's second top passer, whose line gives him plenty of hang time. At the other end, Raymond Chester's still hanging around the league lead and catches in his 13th pro year. And his take that spirit has caught on with the whole fleet of Oakland ends, including Wyatt Henderson. <laughs> Henderson's had a lot to say about Basana's league leading average of 260 passing yards per game. And now Henderson makes good on his threat. So which comes first, the goal line or the fumble? The fans have their view, and the refs share it. Oakland's back in the ball game. The ball is in the hands of the stars, though, and with a three-point fourth-quarter lead, Chuck Pucina is showing that Penn State cool. The payoff goes to ex-college mate Tom Donovan, and the question is, who hurts more? Brett is trying to heal things for Oakland, but Philly's defense has given up only five touchdowns in seven games. Scott Warner's sideline ballet has the Stars ticking off their second straight California win. One of those where Jim Morris says, we'll take it, but let's get out of town. It'll be a pleasure to get back to the vet, where the Stars this week host the Boston Breakers. The battle for first place matches a Boston offense that's tied for the league lead and points scored against a Philly defense that's given up just eight points a game. Against Oakland, the Stars showed how they got here, coming up with the big play time after time. They've been doing it all season long despite the fact that the defense was once considered Philly's weakness. After a 31-3 preseason loss, they were much maligned and responded by calling themselves the doghouse defense. they bend, but don't break. So make that the rubber band. have provided promotional considerations and may